Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. What do you mean you're sorry for the loss of my daughter? I don't know why. It's, it's I o- said that. It, I'm sorry. It's okay. We, we have to keep going. The longer we spend here, the more Shangalar will play with our minds. This is the trick of, of Shangalar. It has not been frightening yet. It makes me more scared than if we had seen many fearsome creatures. All of the surfaces beneath you walls begin to glisten. They become slimy and wet. Yenbul, you slip and fall and begin sliding towards the open pool in the middle. Mannix does as well. Maybe I'll leave the ladder out and I'll swing it on over to uh, to Mannix. See if they can climb on up. Fia, underneath as you kind of come back to your, your own form, you see this creature clearly. Oh, fuck no. Get out of the water. <laughs> Get out of the water. Uh, I'm going to cast Blight. Blight connects with its flesh, and you see it, like, recede and turn black. Mannix is, like, propelled with it and towards you, Yenbol, and you two begin to scramble up. And as you reach the top of this ladder where Flint is standing, you see behind him one of these globes moving towards him. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast and I'm your dungeon master Russ Moore and with me today is Carla Maxted. Yes, I am here and I play Yenbol Nuri, Kalishtar cleric. And Amy Moore. Oh, hey, yes, I'm here. I play Thea Amastasia, a high elf druid. And Tom Lair. Okay, yes, I'm here and I play Flint Firebeard, a dwarf champion fighter. Okay, all right. Yeah, here we are. We're all here. Yeah, got a real relaxed attitude going on. Just getting into it. Action's happening. We're just limbered up, ready to go. Like, uh... You know where we're always limbered up and ready to go? Is that not where you're Yeah, we're always limbered (laughs) up. I was trying not to go there, but thank you. Yeah, thank you for going there. This is Dungeons and Dragons. We go there. We go there. Um, Where we're all limbered up is over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast. We got we got all the all the good moves, all the good action, mm-hmm. all the good one shots, mm-hmm. all the good hangouts, all the good over oh, there. The goods are over there. We want you to go check it out because when you're a patron, you also get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's patron Stan Sitzman. Hey. Speaking of good. Thanks, Stan. Stan. Thank you, Stan. And now fuck it. Let's play D&D. 
Alright, we're back in the action. Thea had just blighted this unknown creature down beneath the, the, the murky waves of this pool in this, in this cavern. Mannix and Yenbull climbing up a ladder. Behind Flint, they see one of these spherical water orbs moving towards him. Flint, make a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage, please. I would love to do that for you, Russ. A 17 and a 16, so I guess it's 16. And then also, now that you've made a 16, make a strength saving throw. Oh, much better at strength. You're so strong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a 23. You feel like this water kind of splash up against your arm, and you feel it like kind of suck your arm back and into it. Uh, you manage to pull it back down but you sense that if you stand in this location for much longer, that it's going to pull you in. Um, it is now your turn. Yenbull and Mannix have reached the top of the uh, ladder, and they're just climbing back up onto the edge. Okay. Um, are they still on the ladder? I'm going to say Mannix is probably still on the ladder. Without assistance, they would still be there. All right. Uh, I will, I guess, kind of let the ladder fall. Like, will it, is it flat where I am? Would the ladder start, like, sliding away? Can I take it with me as I go? Um, you could take it with you. What uh, What would you want to, like, picture them kind of climbing up and in... So if you dropped it, like, the surface is still slick, so they could pull it back under if you were to drop it. You could probably infer that if you were to let it go, that they may lose traction and just slide back in. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll kind of drag it a few feet away from this weird orb thing that's coming after me. Okay. And maybe I'll use uh, a follow-up action to throw my dwarven thrower at it. At the water? At the water, yeah. Okay. Okay, let me see if that does what... This is going to be like a slap the water until you become strong enough to eventually uh, bust yourself out of your own grave. (laughs) Kind of thing. (laughs) The old punch from uh, Mm -hmm. uh, inches away? Yep. All right, uh, that is a 24 to hit. Okay, and then it hits it. It goes through the water. <sighs> Do I need to roll any damage? Is there a cool splash or anything? Uh, I mean, yeah, what kind of kind sound of... effect are you going to put in here, Russ? So it's it like hits it and goes... And then you see it go through and in. You see it kind of like trail through the water and then emerge from the other side and splashes out. You don't need to roll damage, though. Because I obliterated it. Because it's, cause Cause it's, it's a, a sphere of it's water. It's a sphere of water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, though. Uh, so. Thea's inside really sad. She understands right now she's missing <laughs> Flint doing something dumb. <laughs> There's a tingle inside her. And she's like, oh, he's fighting water. Oh, I can't believe I'm missing him. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, you know what? Because it's going to come back to you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would follow the same trajectory. Roll me just a straight uh, d20 for the hammer. 15. 
Um, on its way back, it slows and is suspended in the middle of this globe now. It stole your hammer. I felt like a 15 was a good roll. And it points at you and laughs. <laughs> and it points at and you and laughs. It was a good roll. <laughs> but, but the water sphere was better. But the water sphere strength was better, apparently. Um, anything else you would like to do? Water is really strong. Like, think about a meniscus. Right. Like, high surface tension. Would have lost some momentum coming through one way, coming back the other. I don't know. Magic, man. Science, I'm people. I'm following the DC that's on the page. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I could really do too much else if I'm still holding onto a fucking ladder. No, you'll get it back. Yeah. Um, like, how far do you think you moved? I don't know, like 10 feet tops? Like, it's got to be difficult terrain if I'm hauling a ladder with me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's slick, so it's definitely difficult terrain. Okay, so yeah, you've moved 10 feet. Um, Yenbull, it's your turn. You've made it back up onto the slick edge. Mannix has uh, been pulled another 10 feet on, uh, so they're still on the ladder, um, but it is your turn. Flint has just thrown his hammer into a water glow. Okay, I didn't realize how many spells I had uh, were all fire-based until... Nice. Until we were fighting Until spheres of water. Fighting water? Yeah. Uh, it could be really good. Evaporation. Steam. True. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Know. No, you're right. I was thinking fire. water puts out fire, but you're right. Heat also dissipates water. So maybe- I was looking for ice in mine. I know. I that's like, what I, I just was too. Can I turn something into ice? And it's like, no, I can make ice. And then it's like, I think that'll just make it bigger. That's not helping me. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's going to be like a bludgeoning item. Exactly. Like, oh, what have I done? Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, then I am going to... Hmm. Uh, I am going to cast Sacred Flame. Okay. And it's not actually flame, it's radiance, so that might work. Um, the target has to succeed on a dex saving throw. For the glow? What's that? Yes. Yeah, the, the globe. globe of water has to do a dex save. It's the one thing that's threatening them. What else are they going to fight? Okay, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just, I got to figure out how that is going to work. Okay. Cool. Hey, you it started make this it. water fight, yeah. Russ. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it doesn't, it does not save. Okay, then it's going to take 3d8 radiant damage, which is 10 radiant damage. Did you misplay this globe? No, I'm playing, I'm playing it perfectly. I'm just trying to figure so out how, how this is going to affect. Okay, so it's like, Light emanates out and towards this globe and hits it, and it it gets shiny. It like the light disperses <laughs> through it, and it like radiant where heat heats it up. It heats it up. It begins to bubble <laughs> and steam off the top. Just get like a little bit smaller. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, and for my movement, I'm gonna go and help Mannix off that ladder. Okay, let's get him Perfect. on so, on ground sure. again. Yeah, uh, yeah. You get Mannix stood up. Uh, water, water, steamy uh, is happening. Um, 
after your turn. Yeah, you see, Thea, beneath you see this monster begin to kind of like just swim the perimeter of this pool. Um, and like you feel swimming like around this, me? Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, and you feel nah. kind of like this vortex begin uh, to form nah. in the center. And it is uh, back to your turn, Thea. Oh, well, I want to swim closer to the edge, so... <laughs> so you want to swim into the path of the monster? Um... Because it's swimming the perimeter. Well... You know what? Maybe I'm just gonna. Well, how big's like the perimeter, one. and how fast is your swimming movement? Let's do some uh, fun math, guys. My <laughs> my swimming movement is only my walking distance, which is thirty feet. Well, depends how big the pool is, right? He can't. Uh, so the pool is. These are ten foot squares. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 50. Yeah, we'll say it's like you could 50 or 60 feet from where you have been knocked into the center of this this pool to get to the closest edge. I will I will dash to get to the edge. Okay. I will dash to get to the edge. What do I have to do to not to time it so that I don't hit it? Make a dexterity, uh, probably an acrobatics check. 20. Okay, I'm going to say that you begin swimming against the against the force of this vortex that is forming. Above, you see it kind of like begin to suck down and into the pool. And then you see Thea, you see her, her, her figure come close to the surface and then much like much flipper? like flipper, Good. like begin to fly out, the- <laughs> out and onto like arms back, like onto no. Yeah, no, arms back no. onto her belly <laughs> and slide across the, <laughs> the ground. I make Thea look like an idiot. <laughs> it's majestic and graceful, Thea. Is it? <laughs> you made the noise. Okay, fine. Uh, that's true. Okay, I get up. Yeah, so it's one action to dash out, so you still have an action. I still have an action. You're actually pretty close to where they were. You're more, uh, so you're able to see now the the where the opening where you were headed, you're able to see down. It's a long hallway. Uh, you can see some stairs down at the end of it. Flint, uh, Yenbull, and Mannix are more towards this alcove, more towards your right. Okay. And then there's this giant water, steaming, bubbling water ball with a hammer in the middle of it. Um beside flint have i gotten out and onto the ledge uh yeah you're like, up, am i up, up now you're up oh i've really flipper dived yeah, myself flipper out dived. Of the I, water. I gave you flipper dive <laughs> oh thanks okay well i'll take this slightly stupid look at that um <laughs> i i stand up and um like quickly squeeze the water out of my hair and then I look at what's happening and I see the the hammer in the middle of the water and I see I don't know Flint putting away his ladder and I just <laughs> I kind of is this is this ball of water bugging you guys? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Can okay, there is like scary squid thing down there with like a big mouth lots of teeth don't fall back into the water okay that's just don't we've 
weren't going to, but we we definitely won't. Do you want to help with this? It stole Flint's hammer. Uh, yeah, I see that, Flint. What? Um, I I walk toward the water sphere, and how big around is it? Uh, Fifteen. Uh, radius of so 15. It's like really big. It's really big. 15 feet? Um, 15 foot di- diameter. So, yeah, 15 feet around. Okay. Um, I want to, like, just gently touch it with my finger before I do anything. Make an intelligence check. Check or saving throw? Check. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another lucky thing because I only rolled a four <laughs> and I don't want it to kill me. So I'm going to spend another one of my lucky points, and I'm going to try again. Fifteen. You touch it, and um, like a wave kind of ripples out from where you touch it, and then goes still. And you feel connected to it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi. I'm Yusuf Dal, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. No, like it's my own little brain parasite. <laughs> like, do I not want them to hurt it anymore? No. How connected am I to this thing? You feel like you can control it. Oh, I feel like I can control it. Yeah. Oh, that's very different. Oh, that is very different. Connected, I'm like, okay, now this is. Thought a part it was of your me. best friend. Guys, I thought it was a lump we, again. I thought it was we a have. Whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Is it just a lump? Oh no. I um I I cautiously reach. Or though, I guess if I know it inside, I confidently 
and I kind of make a show of it. <laughs> like to Flint, I'm like, do you want your hammer back? Let me just, and I put my hand in and I grab the hammer and I pull it out. And I was like, what was your problem? And then I want to move it out of the way and into the middle of the, like, like out of the way of the path. Okay. So like more toward the water, I guess. However, I could get it out of the way up. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So you move it. I'm showboating yeah. entirely right wow. now. You really are. I mean, as you should. While all this showboating is going on, everybody else you see behind Thea, the other three orbs now have come over the top of this pool and are collecting in the center. Let's go. You, you don't see <laughs> this. Don't everybody see else sees it. Huh? And I just wave the hammer. You want it? You got a little uh, welcoming party coming your way? I, I look back and I'm like, let's go. Let's go. I don't want to touch them all. I don't want... <laughs> let's go. Can we hustle ourselves through the passage that now we have a clear right. walkway for? Yes? Every, if everybody's running out, everybody make a dexterity check. Okay. Oh, I somehow... Kept all my dice out except a d20, so I'm not sure what game Perfect. I thought I was playing. Roll. Ten. Wait, I can do it on here. 17 for me, Russ. Oh, I got a 10. Okay. 10's low I'm, so far. I'm weighed down because of the hammer. The, you're dragging the <laughs> hammer. My strength I mean, isn't great. Yeah, Flint, you could call it back at that point. I, I want her to suffer with it a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you just glad to have it back? I mean, not with how it was uh, delivered back to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's tainted now? <laughs> oh, please. If you had the option of making a show of it, you totally would have. Yeah, you know what, Thea? You keep it. It's yours now. <laughs> Fine. Uh, it was Dex, right? It's like when uh, yeah. Captain America got to pick up the hammer in the last movie. I knew it. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, 14 was mine. I guess spoiler alert for Endgame. Yeah. Oh well, that was a I while mean, ago. That was a while ago. I think we're safe there. You can just Everyone's take been out locked in their house for like four months. If you haven't seen it yet, you're not going to. <laughs> then you didn't want to. You know yes. what? Come listen to our downtime where we give movie oh, okay. movie yeah, yeah, suggestions yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. That that'll be one of them that we have coming up here. If you haven't seen it already. Um, okay. Um, everybody begins to run out. Uh, Mannix and Thea. Thea weighed down by the hammer. You begin to slip. Um, and you fall. Not again! You don't, you, you, you begin to slide, but as you fall and everybody else <laughs> runs, you hear a splash from the pool, oh, no. and everybody sees this giant, as Thea described it, a squid, but it is, it is, it is more than that. It is, um, everybody make a nature check. Nature check. 22. 18. Nine, uh, Flint. You don't know what it is. You you see it the same as everybody else sees, but uh, everybody else recognizes this as an abolith. It's creepy. A giant, yeah. oh. like circular, spherical, like um, body uh, with a giant circular maw and four long tentacles that come out, and it rides up and into this sphere and is now suspended in this giant sphere and begins moving towards you. I can't control that big sphere? Mm-mm, um, not. Can I battle it with the sphere I can control? <laughs> I 
mean, as we have kind of sideways determined, the sphere is controlled water. So, so no. You can try. It might just absorb into the other one, though. No. You can I mean, do whatever you want. Now I feel like it's a good sphere, so um, I don't okay. want to put it in that position. Um, where, it's your friend now. Thea's turn. Mannix, who also slipped. Mannix is going to try and get up. And they are able to. And then run 15 feet towards everybody else. Uh, which is actually seven and a half feet. Because difficult terrain. Um, and then it's uh, Flint's turn. Uh, I Was Thea able to get up? Or was she still sliding? Uh, you know what? Th- th- yeah. It's not Thea's turn yet, so she's yeah. still uh, she's still prone. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just lay in there. <laughs> Slip and slide in my way. I yell much. at her to hold on, and I recall the hammer just to just to help <laughs> her up. I yell. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like that. I, I don't like care. it. Well, Thea's a waif anyway. I yeah. assume it could pull her 80 yeah. pounds. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you see Thea zip across, like skid across, because like, it's like a slick surface. Like, like you're water skipping a stone. Splashes up as she goes until it reaches Flint. You let go just as it's about to, he catches it, and you kind of slide by and through and in through <laughs> the next door. Come on, Sopo! Um, Thea, as you enter the next room... You your... are immediately attacked. <laughs> it's just a pit of spikes. There's actually not a room. It's just... It's actually just a floor covered with glass. Oh, no. Weirdly enough, um, so... It, you, you, you leave... You go through, like, the caveway entrance exit to this room and bump down some stairs and roll into this cavern, which is rough and has uneven floor with open holes in it. In the east, uh, on a spar of rock, uh, is like this big stone that jumps out, and that's what you see as you enter. Um, I wait for my friends. Big, bad, evil things. Yeah, Aboleth's turn. Um, And it's going to move uh, the sphere as fast as it can, which is only... Control. Is he like swimming inside? Yeah, he's swimming inside. Push so it, it forward. Yeah. Um, so it moves 40 feet. <laughs> Trying to get away into the water. Sorry. It's, it's hard to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it moves 40 feet uh, towards Mannix um, and gets within close enough range to swing a tail out at him uh, for 21, which is going to hit. And that's going to be 15 bludgeoning damage to Mannix. Um, it is Yenbull's turn. So Mannix is kind of knocked forward a little bit. Um, and we're still, like, Thea flew on ahead, I guess, <laughs> and the rest of us are still still just there. Stuck with my mess. You're okay, <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, okay, well, I am going to... Uh, Mannix is prone... Uh, no, Mannix is Mannix is standing. He was just kind of knocked forward from the tail attack. Okay, how far is he from me? Mm, say fifteen feet, because you would have well, you would have dashed, so uh, probably more. Uh, yeah. Can I get back to him so that he is not in front of me anymore? Yes. Great. You could then do I that. am going to get. I'm going to go back 
because I want to cast Thunderwave and I don't want to Thunderwave my friend Manix into the severe creature water ball. Sounds good. Seems mean. Yep, that's fair. Um, So I am going to... Yeah, I'm going to cast Thunderwave. So you need the, the water sphere... Uh, Abolith guy needs to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, that's going to be a 14. Okay. Um, okay, so it fails, so it's going to take 3d8 thunder damage and be pushed 10 feet away from us. So unfortunately, that's only 10 damage. Not good rolls, you guys. Not good rolls. Um, but he's going to be pushed 10 feet away from us. Also, there's a very loud sound, like thunder. Echoes throughout the chamber, and it hits and ripples through, the force ripples through the sphere that is housing the abolith. And you see it connect and bruise the flesh of this creature, and it lets out a cry and um, like you see it cave in in the places where it hits. It doesn't it doesn't look good. Um, is there anything else to do on your turn? No, I don't think so because I think that was probably already my movement. Okay. Uh, then Thea, it is your turn. Um, I am just taking your new surrounding. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to go back there. They should be running toward me, hopefully. I yell back like, my guys, <laughs> uh, what do I see? I see to my east a jutted out part of the rock cavernous wall. Yeah. Is there anything on it? Um, no, you don't see anything on it as you kind of pick yourself up and dust yourself off. Uh, you hear um, like soft scuffing footsteps coming from off and to your left and low groans. And as it, as you wait just a moment, you see um, one and then two and then more zombies coming from around this corner. Uh, how far into this room am I? Like, am I able to go back and see my buddies? Yeah, I would <laughs> say you would have thrown like 10 or 15 feet into the room. So you're just seeing it's a it's a pretty wide room, like 60 or 70 feet okay. deep for you. Right. Um, um, and then even wider. Right. Uh, but I'm just like 15 feet, mm-hmm. like little hallway to get into there. Yep. Okay, um, I, I walk back. <laughs> I like run back, and I'm just like, "Hey guys, uh, cavern full of zombies, from what I can tell. Um, how are we feeling about this Abolith guy? Like, you think that we could maybe like continue on to a different entrance, or you guys want to like just like with some zombies? I could go either way, but there wasn't no different entrance that you saw. Oh, this is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. You guys, this is... The, if this is the only one, I mean, okay, it's just heads up, filled with zombies. Uh, so I go back in. I'm like, I'm going to start hacking, I guess. <laughs> I, go, I go back in. Um, how many zombies can I count? I have dark vision, so if it's dark in there, it shouldn't matter um, to me. Yeah, no, you can definitely see... From what you can see, there are eight zombies that you can see, and you hear a heavier footstep coming from further around the corner. You can't see what made it, though. Cool, 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 cool. All right, well, um, 
Do I see any exits from this room? From that location, as far as you can get in, yes. Often to your right, you see the cavern kind of bends up and around and looks like there could be an entrance over there. You can't quite see as far behind the zombies if there's anything back there. Okay. How far away from me? Sorry, lots of technical questions for you right now. Yep. How far away from me is, would you say, the jutted out up part? Uh, it's on the opposite side of the room, so... I mean, straight across, you're looking at 60 or 70 feet, I think I said. And then up. Okay, cool. Neat. Um, I grab from my bag the Tome of Thunderstep. Okay. And I'm going to open it, and I'm going to say, Funda Funda Malu Amat Makuro. And it is going to uh, thunder each creature within a 10 feet within a 10 feet within 10 feet of me uh, makes a constitution sorry, saving throw. Oh, okay, hold, hold on. You see the zombies. They're yeah. not 10 feet away from you. Oh, though, okay, sorry, I misunderstood. Back in, which was 15 feet and then back, so you are you are just where you could see them coming around a corner to you. Oh. So, they're probably still 40 or 50 feet away from you. That was my bad. Oh, okay, sorry. I misunderstood. Um, okay. But good news, they're 40 or 50 yeah. feet away. Not 10. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. So I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to Eldritch Blast some of these bitches. That is a 16 plus 7. You just get one beam. 24, I get da, 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 three beams. I'm not at 17th level yet. That was a nat one. That one goes nowhere. And that one is a 17. So two beams. And 1d10 force damage. That's a 6. And that's a 1. So I'm just aiming it at two different sure. zombies. Yeah, this energy randomly cracks into two of these zombies, which some of the flesh falls from them, and they kind of take a step back, but then fall in with the horde that's with them. I will just uh, grab my oath bow, and I will say swift death to those who have wronged me, and I will pinpoint one that is wearing some sort of garb that I can, like, pick it out of the crowd. Is there any that have, Yeah, like... one's got, like, a like a unicorn rainbow shirt on. Nice. I thought maybe, like, some crushed velvet or something would have yeah, been nice. that but... too. Yeah, yeah okay. unicorn rainbow. That's the one. Crushed velvet. Yeah. That's the one. So... That's a nat 20, plus oh. 7, 27. All right, you really don't up. like that outfit. Well, it's so tacky, and also I want it for myself. Mm, fair. So? Need some serious detergent to get the smell out, though. Right. Do we have a laundry That's soap five. sponsor that maybe Thea could yeah. do a read for? <laughs> hey, guys, you want a laundry soap? We got it. Oh, I'm having trouble getting what's... the smell of dead zombie what's out of their new shirt. <laughs> 17 piercing damage for unicorn buddy. Okay, it lights it up. It was an incendiary. <laughs> but now it is. <laughs> Describe to me how you kill unicorn rainbow zombie. Oh, I aim right for uh, the unicorn's horn. Uh, it's right in the middle of its, like the back of its chest. I assume this is kind of like maybe um, maybe a jean jacket that's been oh bedazzled my God. Oh, I like into that. the unicorn. I love it. Yeah. This backstory for this zombie yeah, is going to be very real good. For it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I aim for the tip of the horn. I mean, go straight through the chest. What an opportunity for fan art, right? <laughs> Are you writing or... it down? <laughs> Jean jacket, bedazzled. 
Yes. Unicorn. I'm I'm yeah. into it. Oh yeah. Hey everybody, we're here in the middle. It's where we're at. It's the middle. Well, we're not at the start and we're not at the end, so middle. We've nailed it. We can tell where we are in an episode. Perfect. We're, I mean, normally we're a little little funny, jokey, like, you know, just keeping it through uh, the whole episode. Um, but there are some things going on within the D&D community and within Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons uh, that we feel like we need to address and talk about um, in that the Wizards of the Coast has been prevalent on social media and in uh, various news sites and reports from people working within the company that they have not been representing um, persons of color um, well within their company or within the game. Um, It's not a secret. It's something that has been going on for a long time. And um, because right now that is very prevalent, that is true for the game that we are playing. Um, So we want to talk about that right now in that we don't want to stop playing this game. Um, There have been different things said on Twitter and in Reddit, like why don't Dungeons and Dragons shows stop playing Dungeons and Dragons? Um, There's, there's probably only one show in the world that can make that change. We all know which show that is. Um, Not even the McElroy brothers could leave Dungeons and Dragons and not lose listeners. So, and we love you listeners. And we love you listeners. Um, but the bigger point I'm trying to make here, I think, is, is that because the game and the company making the game are having problems trying to rectify a lot of decisions that have been made to this point and made normal within their company, um, we want to be uh, the better way to play the game. So instead of abandoning the game and the structure altogether, we would prefer to do our best to be mindful about who we're playing with. Are we representing um, people of all of all different backgrounds and cultures? Are we being sensitive to the different topics that do come up in D&D? And, and how we navigate those is going to help us hopefully be a part of the positive change we should be seeing in the D&D community as well as coming from the Wizards of the Coast because, I mean, there's going to be a change. Things won't go on the way it is. And I think we'd like to be a part of that and hopefully show how it can be played and how inclusive that you could make this game. Yeah, I think since we started, we always... Um, that's always been important to us as people. So we've always approached it that way without maybe addressing any of the negative history. So we just want to say like, we know, we get it. We don't want to stop playing the game. We love the game, but hopefully by being more inclusive and if you have suggestions about how we can do that or concerns about how we're not doing that, please reach out to us. That would be amazing. Um. But that's our intention going forward. We want to keep playing the game because we love it. But we want to try to set a good example about how it can be more inclusive. Yeah, I I know we normally just come off as a bunch of dinguses who, you know, laugh and play this game together. 
But yeah, it is something that we have thought about and we always want to do better. So yeah, if there's even if you have suggestions of people that could maybe come on as guest stars that we're unaware of, well, let us know because we're we're always open to suggestions and anything like that that improves representation is always a good thing. Uh, and that's what we want to try and do. Guests that come on, we want to look at you know who we're bringing on and representation within our story, uh, making sure that we're we ourselves are not uh, painting any persons, groups, cultures, any of that in a poor light. Um, so you can, if you have any comments for us, um, you can find us on Twitter at Dumb Dragoncast, uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dumb Dragon Podcast, or you can send us an email directly, dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are open and willing to talk and make sure that we are doing the best that we can um, for everyone. Um, so thank you for uh, for listening to us, and uh, we hope that we continue to make a wonderful show that everyone can enjoy and have fun with and feel You're welcome playing welcome and comfortable playing. Uh, but now we'll get you back to the episode. We hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, and we'll talk to you very soon. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. crushes in this this zombie's chest and splatters out at the the others behind it and it falls deceased um okay everybody else whose turn is it where are we motherfucker I, i'm so distracted by the jean jacket i'm yeah. so sorry yeah, that's okay is a lot of is is good is a lot of flavor i liked it uh, Manix is standing. They are running, dashing as fast as they can, and they make it to the entrance. Uh, Abolith in still in tow there. Uh, Yenbull, you're in between them now. Flint, you are up. All right, let's uh, let's mosey on over uh, the way that Manix went. Just mosey on. Okay. Well, I'll dash, but yeah. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll say you can dash. So you are, if you dash, you can make it to the door and then into at least where Thea is. Perfect. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, so you're in Thea, where Thea is. You now see this chamber. You see the uh, bit of a higher up alcove where um, across the way you see uh, at least eight zombies. Uh, sound of crunching f- like crushing footsteps behind, leading you to believe that there's something bigger. Um, and off to the right, there is uh, what looks like a recess or some sort of exit, perhaps, uh, you could infer. Howdy, friend. Um, any other actions you would like to take? Nope. I killed one already. It's wearing a baller jacket. Uh, it is the Aboleth's turn, and they are going to move swiftly towards Yenbull. They can definitely make it to you. So make a strength saving throw as this orb comes close to you. Oh, I'm very weak. Uh, but that's an 18 because I rolled Ooh. good. Thank God. I'm very weak. Uh, you feel this this water like crash you? into you and try and suck you in, but you're able to pull yourself out and away when it takes... Actually, it's probably going to do something different because it can see lots of people now. Which, uh, make a wisdom saving throw. You're probably going to make it unless you absolutely biff it, but. Well, don't set it up like that. Yeah. Uh, 18. 
Uh, yes, uh, you succeed. So it is uh, has moved. It's right in front of you now. It is your turn. Um. Yeah, I guess it is like on me now. Yeah, so I so can't run away. It'll get an opportunity attack. Unless you disengage, but that would take an action. So. Okay, well, great, great. Glad all my new friends just ran into the next room and left me here with this thing by myself. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. For uh, the worst. <laughs> Puzzle it out there, Ian Bull. Um, okay, that's okay. I will cast Sacred Flame. Uh, so it needs to make a dex save. Uh, a dex save. A dex save. No pluses, no whammies. That's a nat 20. Fuck. Okay, I guess I do nothing. I do okay. nothing. Do you, do you, do you, yeah, okay. Cool. cool. Can cool. she back up? No, it's, I mean, opportunity attack. If no, I move like, away, it just gets yeah. to attack oh, me easier, right? Yeah. I figured that was like turning your back to it. <laughs> like, just like slink away. Backwards slowly. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, then if that is all, then Thea, you look around. Flint is there. Mannix is through the door, um, kind of brushing themselves off and looking behind them at this point where you look through and you see Yemble face to face with this Aboleth. Damn, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna, I will take my oath bow again, and I will say swift death to those who have wronged me, and this thing has wronged me, um, and I will hit it. Are you going for the aboleths, right? Yep. Yeah, that one will not hit it. That was only, uh, 11. No, goes wide. That one was... A 15. Are you rolling with your advantage again? No, I have not been rolling with advantage. <laughs> when you name yeah, someone your sworn enemy? <laughs> roll with, try again, okay. roll with advantage. So well, the first one I is just a, rolled twice. Okay. So, both, uh, so first, uh, it, it goes in through the water and glances off the hide. For a 15? For a 15. Dang. Okay, I'm going to try again. Okay, what about a 22? 22 will hit. Okay, neat. But I'm going to try rolling again because it's advantage. Maybe like I'll get that it. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. Okay. 13 piercing damage. Tell me how you kill it. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe the, the arrow shoots in and it gets stuck in the back of its throat and it can't. And it. And, that, and then it dies. And no one's there to pat it on the back. <laughs> and so. no That's one right. is there to give it the Heimlich or pull it out or anything. And it's just like floating limp in this semi-sentient. No, that's, that's not what happens. No. To make okay. a dexterity well, saving throw, Yemble. Okay. <laughs> you told me how, told uh, yeah, me how I you did. kill it. <laughs> I, but the, the after effect is not how that happens. Oh, okay. 22. Uh, okay, as all of this choking and no Heimlich happens, he's looking for a chair to try and like throw itself down on. <laughs> um, it dies, and you see the life leave its body as it goes limp, and then the wave of water begins to crash down on you, and you turn and you run and you ride this wave down to the end of this hallway that bursts into the next room. Where you see zombies. Fucking entrance. Traveling yes. towards you. Is that just Yenbull in my back there, just like wet? She like silver surfers her way in. <laughs> he 
yeah, did you? Yeah, absolutely. Do I just kind of like walk in after? Like, well, I assumed you just kind of stood where you were and shot through. Oh, you didn't yes, say I you did. Moved. Yeah, yeah, no, I guess I didn't have to yeah. come stand right beside her and be like, let me put myself in mortal danger. <laughs> that's not the kind of friend I am. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll save you, my friend. So, Yemble, you now see the, the scene with the, the one deceased zombie. Uh, more zombies and actually coming around the corner now you see what is making that larger sound are two ogre zombies in behind Mannix's turn and they are going to do try and turn undead so we'll say Mannix rushes forward towards them and half of them are blasted back he throws his mace down into the ground and this radiant light goes out and blasts three of these uh uh, zombies backwards and they explode in a mist against the wall behind you. And that brings us to uh, Flint. How close are all these zombies to to us? Uh, they've had a round to move so they're like 10 to 15 feet. And Mannix has just moved kind of in the midst of the, the first wave. Alright, I will stroll forward to the nearest one and I will... Uh attack it with my battle axe. All right, make make a bunch of attacks. <laughs> if I must. Yeah, I must. All right, here we go. First one is a 19. Yep. Second one is a 17. Yep. And third one is a 31. Oh, no, what? you've gone too yeah. far. <laughs> the too now far it, clause. Yeah, yeah, it goes backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so give me damages each separately, and then you can determine if they keep going if one of them dies. All right, I will do that. Uh, okay. One. What? He's got like a plus 11. <laughs> uh, plus 13 with the battle axe. Plus 13, so, that's what oof, it is. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Who gave you that? I mean, that's like my... I... <laughs> That's my AC, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, first one is 14. Second one is 11. And so you kill one with with that total. Okay. And third one is 13 damage. Um, and deeply, so you, yeah, you take two swipes into the first one that you come up to, and then you drop it, and then this uh, a big slash into the second one, and an arm falls off of it. Perfect. It is Yenbul, your turn. So I commune with Ithgara, my spirit guide, and say a prayer, censuring the undead, and each undead that can see or hear me has to make a wisdom saving throw. It's going to be all of them. So we killed one, two, three, four, five. One second. So we got three normal ones and two ogre zombies. So wisdom saving throw, what do they uh-huh. got to beat? 16. 16. Uh, their wisdom is not great because they are zombies. <laughs> it's minus two. Real flint type bonus here. <laughs> and minus two. Okay, so the ogre zombies. That's going to be a seven and uh, an 18. The other ones, that's a one and a two and a one. And a one, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, so all except one of the ogre zombies uh, failed. Okay, so they are now frightened. They have to try they have to try to move as far away from me as they can. They can't willingly move within 30 feet of me and they can't take any reactions. For its action, it can only dash or try to escape an effect that prevents it from moving. 
If there's nowhere to move, the creature can dodge. So they're all just trying to run away now. Okay, all of them except Except that one. one. (laughs) Yeah, except that one ogre zombie carrying a large uh, morning star is running away from you. And it's uh, that it's all of their turn. So those zombies that have to are dashing away as fast as zombies can dash. What do you uh, What do you guys want to do? How do you want to end the scene? You've just blasted all of them back, um, so you have room to move if you want to try and escape. Do you want to fight this one ogre, ogre zombie, or do you want to run to the next room? I mean, I feel like we should because I don't know why we're acting like creatures can't just follow us because there's no reason for us okay. to think that, is there? Well, is like the the can um, they get out of the room? Like, are the openings? big enough for an ogre zombie to oh good question get out uh, you haven't actually the water one I just kind of assumed that with the water right. we'd go around a corner and then we'd be good <laughs> yeah yeah hey, I killed it uh, yeah it, it, yeah <laughs> it's true um you all that problem yeah I mean you haven't actually seen like it could fit through the door that you just the entryway you just came through but what about the one to the right that we may escape through? You can't actually see. Like I said, you can infer that there's something over there, but oh. you haven't actually seen that egress. I mean, my vote is we try and kill it because yeah. I don't want compounding baddies chasing sure. us yep. through, yeah, exactly. through the pyramid. Yeah. And there's only one left now. Like we have there a is. full minute yeah. where they're frightened of. of- um, everybody roll me. Um, I'm going to say that it's going to come forward and get, like, get into the mix of all of you. Um, it's going to try and swing out at, it would hit, it would get to Mannix first. So it's going to try and swing at Mannix, um, which it does not do uh, very well. So it swings clumsily down with this giant morning star and is basically surrounded by all of you. So all of you pick one thing that you're going to do and just roll to attack it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go for the arm that's uh, wielding the giant Morningstar. Okay. Roll me, roll me your three or 18 attacks, however you want to do it. And then three, we'll, comma, just... 18. Yep. All right. First one's a 24. Yep. Second one's a 27. Yep. <laughs> and another 31. Whew. Uh, so last time <gasps> you did like 40 damage just about. So we'll just kind of... Unless you want to oh, roll it. Oh, no, no, that's roll, fine. Roll yeah. it. You oh, roll it. All yeah. right. Uh, full damage on that one. 16, and then another 15 is 31, and 9 is 40. Huh. <laughs> Weird how that works out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you really showed me, Russ. Really, really, <laughs> yeah. really called that one. Really did it. Um, okay, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to um, step forward so that I'm slightly like in front of Flint because I don't want him to take any damage from this. Uh, but I grab my Tome of Thunder step. I'm actually going to do it this time. And I yell, Funda Funda Malu Amat Makuro. And. Um, each creature within 10 feet of the space I oh no shit no never mind I have that's everybody yeah that's everybody I was hoping it would be 10 feet forward I put yeah. my book away those cube <laughs> ones are hard yeah like I when hate it goes how in all directions me yeah. yeah so I guess instead uh, <laughs> instead of that I'm going to cast Toll the Dead so I point at the ogre um, and the sound of a Dolorous bell. Dolorous. Dolorous. I've never once said that word in my entire life, except for D&D. And I say it wrong every time. 
fills the air around it, and the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Or. Or take three. Roll D- damage. Twelve. Roll damage. Yeah. That's twenty. Necrotic okay. damage. What does Yembul do? Uh, I'm gonna cast Sacred Flame, so he needs to make a Dex save, or take 19 radiant damage. The scene we fade out on is this: this ogre clumsily swings down at Manix, who ducks out of the way into Flint, Thea, and Yenbul. Flint unloads three huge axe hits into dropping the arm off of uh, this giant ogre and tacking into its side. The sound of this bell rings and like reverberates through and flesh begins to fall off of the zombie. And Yenbul lets forth a sacred flame that just begins to peel the skin off of this ogre's face and side and it lets out a bellowing roar as it falls to the ground in a heaping ash and smoke and gore. And the four of you stand around it as the other zombies move back and around the corner away from Yenbul. And you make your way to the next room. The intro song, Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io All other music and sound effects can be found at epidemicsound.com or boomlibrary.com A huge thank you to our supporting producers Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Joshua Dixon, Cat Waterflame, and Stevie. To find out more how you can support Dungeons & Dragons, visit patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. Manix's turn, and they are going to do uh, something. Turn. Uh, no, I want to search for Twitter. It. Twitter. <laughs> They're going to tweet We're about it. Tweet. Seems like a <laughs> poor choice given the situation. Uh, uh, are destroyed. Uh, three of them, like. What's a good description for this? Because I think that they legit like explode. So he goes and he like throws his weapon. Fuck, what does he carry now? Shit. Don't change. Don't ever change character sheets for a character, everybody. It's not worth it. (laughs) It's not worth it. I'm just going to say you did this to yourself. I know. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Sign. That's a geometric waveform or arc that rises and falls. And a new Canadian TTRPG and podcast inspired by that almost soothing mathematical motion. Let me show you. The action begins to rise as powerful strangers in a ruined yet vibrant world band together. If you run north, they will chase you. I suggest you stand behind me. Partner, I'd rather stand beside you if you're willing to help. Tension continues to mount higher as our characters must push themselves beyond their usual limits. As I'm climbing into the into the driver's seat, I'm going to say to Sarah, sometimes you got to make tough decisions. I'm driving now. And it peaks as a danger and excitement hits its zenith, leading to great failure or success. 
Fenriel would be just fire at this point. She straight up might die. Like, this encounter might murder you. You know what? You lit me on fire. We're going to be on fire, baby. And this tension relaxes. The tragedy, but more often humor, that comes with great pals being around a virtual table playing a game. Discover Sign on your favorite podcast player. S-I-N-E. Choices of the characters are theirs to make, but the fate of the world is up to the dice.